part weekend at Bernie's, part Dumb and Dumber, all 80s cheese. Is that Gouda I smell? I'm Justin. These boys went from zero boys to not hero boys in strange wordplay involving Mantisegas movies. I'm Sam, and this is 1987's Terminal Exposure on Stinker Madness. Hello, welcome to Stinker Madness, the podcast for bad movie lovers, by bad movie lovers, for bad movie lovers. I'm your host, Justin. Wait, did I just say the podcast about bad movie lovers for bad movie? Okay. The podcast for bad movie lovers, for bad movie lovers, by mover mover companies. Uh, so yeah, this week on the show, we're going to talk about Steve, the bad movie lover. Steve loves bad movies. That's been our show. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Wouldn't make a very good podcast. Uh, unless it was like super in-depth, like, it all began in a garage in 1967 when Steve had a dream. If it was like cereal, yeah. like... <laughs> Thirty-eight percent of the podcast was actually dead silence, right? And phone calls. So, Steve, tell us about watching Batman Forever. Well, okay. So, uh, Terminal Exposure, uh, starring nobody I've ever heard of, except for one Taron from, of course, the Andy Sedaris movies, and uh, directed by Nico Masterakis. Master Rackus, who we have uh, seen before in uh, Refresh My Memory. Zero Boys, which we didn't do for the podcast. Oh, right. And that was no, a we did real a streaming head scratcher to this yeah. day. I'm still the that is such a strange movie. Uh, and then the one we liked so much, which was Hired to Kill with Brian Thompson, mm-hmm. who will eventually marry uh, Nico's daughter. Oh, Actually, okay. she's in that movie. And then they get married afterwards, I think, is how that goes. All right. Sort of like sort of like Warren Beatty, Madonna, you know, that whole Dick Tracy thing. He was old enough to be her grandfather. And she's like, "Eh, I'm Madonna. I'll do anything for cash. She did the movie for cash. I think she boned him for boners. Did she? Is that what happened? (laughs) They had an affair or something? No, they were they were official Hollywood power couple. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Well said. Um, I believe that was the review of Dick Tracy and by, the, by Siskel and Ebert. And <laughs> our review of the soundtrack that you own on CD. Yes, that's true. That's quite bad. All right. Terminal Exposure uh, from 1987, currently streaming on Amazon Prime. Uh, Sam, what can else can you tell us? Uh, mostly the Nico is a super interesting guy. This is also streaming on Tubi for those eight people that don't actually have Prime. Um, he started his career as a reporter and he actually broke the Jacqueline Kennedy, Aristotle Onassis story that they were getting married. No shit. And he did it by pretending he was in the band and sneaking onto the boat with a camera hidden into, in a guitar. So was the band in and on too, where they're like, who's this new guy? I don't know. You figure... He had the band had to be in on it. Um, otherwise, he's just like, yeah, I'm also in the band. And they're like, did we get a new guitarist? And he's like, yes, you did. It's me, Nico, your guitarist. <laughs> All right, we're going to do Johnny Be Good. Try to keep up on the tempo, boys. I, I can't play this one. It's got a camera <laughs> inside of it. <laughs> That's okay. Uh, some guy over there says, I can't play this one. It's got a gun in it. Yeah, Antonio Banderas, and I'm terrible. Oh, 
so he also is like the father of Greek television. Okay. Like he modernized the Greek entertainment industry almost single-handedly. Basically, he's the number one record producer at that point. He brought pop music to radio, had 22 different radio shows that he hosted at various times and was like their producer of television. Like hmm. this guy was everywhere. And then the political unrest in the 60s and 70s, he will eventually get he just flees. He leaves okay. Greece, and his uh, sanctuary is B-movies. What's interesting about, you look at a guy that was like the number one Greek record producer, the number one Greek television producer, the number one everything in entertainment. Mm -hmm. It wasn't really just because he was good at making deals. Like, he learned how to do everything. He learned all the part, the technical aspects of all of those media. Uh, and so, like, I read the credits all the way through on this one because I've known enough about Nico that I wanted to be like, okay, how many times does he hide his name? And how many times does he uh, put himself on there? Like, he, div he processes his own film. Like, there's one thing if you're editing your own film, like, that's heavy lifting, which he did. It had his name on the film processing. Huh. Don't you need a facility for that? Back, I mean, during this time. It was his facility. Okay. He had little fun stuff all over the credits, like you know, the making of this film, the filmmakers and actors consumed too much orange soda and all this other stuff and pizza. <laughs> and then like the, the processing facility had his name on it. And so he also had like a little snippet at the end of the credits where he's like Omega Studios in Southern California has tours, the tours last 30 seconds, and you should give me some money. <laughs> Lovely. <laughs> yeah. So he's an interesting guy, to say the least. Yeah. Um, you did mention the Hope Marie Carlton. Mm -hmm. Boy, is she just shooting up that time machine hit list every time I see her. Yeah, she's great. She's great. I've, I've got some thoughts on the, at the end about her, but... Uh, okay. Yeah. Wow. Missed opportunity, guys. Uh, you, did you mention John Vernon? No, uh, he does appear in this film though. Joe Estevez. Did you mention him? Didn't mention Joe. Didn't uh, mention Joe Estevez. should just assume that Joe Estevez is in every single, I, I never bring him up because he's in every movie that we're, we do. This is as majestic a Joe Estevez as I've seen, I think ever. He's pretty not subdued. That's he, kind of yeah. the thing about Joe Estevez is he's usually just mumbling his lines. He actually, I wouldn't say it's good what he does, but he puts some effort into it. Maybe like a five out of ten. Like the 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 switch has been flipped to the on position on Joe I Estevez. Would, I wouldn't say again. It's it's like <laughs> a brownout of acting. Like yes, the light switches are on, but really, it's not the the luminosity that you're looking for when it comes to acting. It's still Joe Estevez. <laughs> yeah, but for Joe Estevez, he's at a hundred percent. Going going from the Stone Ages of electricity to uh, to electrocuting elephants. That's that's what Joe Estevez is here. Yeah, uh, the guy that plays Fantastic, that's Ted Lang. He's in a lot of stuff. He's just a Hollywood character actor. And then Patrick St. Esprit is the bad guy who's like in every cop show ever. Mm -hmm. Okay. You mean so, not Uncle Rico? Not Uncle Rico, yeah. Okay. That's okay. that's exactly who he is. He's, he's tall John Grease, and he's mm -hmm. in tons of shit, too. Uh, the principals of the film, Scott King, 
was in this and Twisted Nightmare and then disappears completely according to the internet. Hmm, Mark Hennessy, the other lead, the internet thinks is a different gentleman who is the singer of a bunch of different bands. That is not the case. That is not him. He is just in this movie, a couple of other crappy movies, becomes a school teacher in an orphanage and then returns to the East Coast to do theater. Okay. Yeah. So those guys didn't really uh, explode. Did they say that Danny Trejo was an extra? No, you didn't mention, but I did see him. Yeah. That's that's the uh, the gist of this one. Okay. All right. Well, let's uh, get cracking here. Uh, terminal exposure. So we start out with the uh, Detroit's safest automobile, the hot tub limo. <laughs> Did it have three or four axles? Three is hold. what I saw, yeah. Yeah. Well, I guess if you count the front one, that well, no, those are independent. So, uh, yeah, three axles. It's like a limo Camino with a hot tub in the back mm-hmm. of it. Mm-hmm. It's as bullshit as anything could have ever been. Well, I've got, uh, uh, I, I, in my uh, boring bullshit, I went ahead and uh, secured uh, the original advertising audio for this car. Um, I'll go ahead and play it for you guys. Great fuel efficiency of two GPM, that's gallons per mile, and syphilis with each purchase. It's the mullet of cars, business up front, party in the back. The hot tub limo. (laughs) (laughs) The hot tub limo is the dumbest thing. I mean, we've seen a lot of stupid things, and this isn't movie related. This was a thing, the hot tub limo. (laughs) But my God, what a dumb thing. I mean, the weight that's sitting on those. I mean, the logistics, the whole thing. And it's not like some dumb car that was like one of those pimp my ride things. Uh, They had these. You could get them. You couldn't buy them, of course. I mean, these are commercial vehicles. But you you could rent a hot tub limo in the 80s. And drive around in your hot tub. What are the logistics of keeping the water hot? Is there like a separate engine that runs a generator for the fucking hot tub? The amount of... I mean, okay, I'll I'll preface. I've never been in a hot tub limo. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) It wasn't wasn't really something within my reach when I was seven. Uh, But... (laughs) boy could dream um it's the logistics of of keeping a hot tub clean and warm they're hideously expensive they're a pain in the ass like our friends have a a blow-up one and actually we have two friends that have inflatable hot tubs both of them one got immediately sold after like two weeks of use because it was too big of a pain in the ass. And the other one's perennially empty because they're a nightmare. Hot tubs are only meant to be found in hotels, not in houses and definitely not in the back of limousines. My biggest problem is, Sam, with hot tub limo is you have to be like, OK, woo, I've got champagne. I've got Cristal in the back. Let's let's party it up back here. Whatever you do in the back of limos. I don't I'm not a big limo guy. Uh, and, and then you're like, well, I got, wait, hold on. These ladies are looking hot in their bikinis. Fred, stop the car. We want to get in the hot tub. (laughs) 
because you don't go through the car to get to the, you have to, it's like riding in the back of a pickup truck. You can't go from the cab to the truck. No, nor could, <laughs> nor would you want to. You're going to get wet body all over the inside of a limousine. Exactly. And that, which, which is one thing if you're like going from the cab to the limo, like, yeah, I'm, but yeah, we got it. Let's go do something stupid. But then you get in the hot tub and you're like, wow, this really kind of sucks. Cause every time we go over a bump, we're like get, getting ejected out of the back of this thing. There's only half the water that's in it that when we got out of it and we're all cold cause we're doing 65 on the freeway. <laughs> <laughs> so let's get back in the car where there's a heater. You can't. <laughs> you want to, but you can't do it. Oh no, all of our crystals inside. Well, other than this, the crystal we brought out here to drink in this hot tub, but now our crystal is all in the hot tub because we hit oh, a yeah. bump. <laughs> it's the dumbest. Oh my god. Okay, so this thing's starting out pretty goddamn good. I'll admit. <laughs> I'm liking this movie already. Uh, but the hot tub limo was all just part of Lenny's dream, uh, which is the first of our two main uh, doofuses, Lenny and Bruce. Lenny, Bruce, huh? Yeah, mm -hmm. oh, Lenny, hey. Bruce. I just put that together. Uh, he's woken up by his landlord. And he's like, it's hey. not his. He's got like a really bad work living situation from what I can tell. Okay. He seems to be this photographer's assistant and he gets to have the loft upstairs while he's oh, in school. Okay. So he's right. basically an indentured servant. Uh, okay. Okay. I see what's going on here. Uh, and he's uh, the, the main photographer guy. Uh, the man in charge is like, uh, you know, I'm leaving on vacation. Don't screw around with this place. No drinking, no smoking, no drugs, no women. Uh, keep it clean. And Lenny gives the wink and the nudge at the camera. Uh, and then nothing ever happens with this apartment no shenanigans he breaks the fourth wall at us and says wink 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 oh you got it buddy and then nothing ever takes place here <laughs> yeah no all of the all of the investigations happen here the downstairs is yeah, the but photos. that's not against the rules well i would think that this would classify as fucking around mm -hmm. freelancing private mm -hmm. investigation i mean that's as fucking around as you can get mm-hmm Okay. He does also have sex with Hope Marie Carlton covered in ice cream in the bathtub. Definitely fucking around. Okay. Okay. Uh, on the, again, on the uh, Joe Estevez scale of acting, uh, this is about a four of, of fucking around. I don't think it's that bad. It's, yeah. Weekend at Bernie's raises a high bar. Yeah. Right. Dragging a dead guy around all weekend. That is fucking around. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I specifically told you not to drag a dead guy around the apartment. Okay, uh, <laughs> so cut to uh, Venice Beach uh, in 1987. Now, Sam, you were just in. Did you? You were in Southern California. I did you go to Venice? will avoid Venice okay. like the plague. Okay, did you go to I Santa Monica. Have, that's just North Venice. Mm -hmm. Okay, so there, the border's right there, and what on beach one did you side go to of then. We went to. I already forgot. It was uh -huh. south. Okay. South. It was south. Of, it was very far south. South of uh, El Segundo, even. Okay. Hmm. I'm not sure which No, actually, no. We went to uh, Playa del Rey Beach. Oh, yeah. That's not far from Santa Monica. That's not far. No, yeah. it's far. 
it's as close to, to Santa Monica and Venice as you can get without seeing syringes stuck in seagulls. Okay, so what was the vibe there? Was there roller skaters and uh, vendors and dudes wearing silly hats? No, it was a very small collection of people that could go to the beach on a weekday. Mm, okay. It was very peaceful. There wasn't very many people. We saw dolphins. We were like, oh, my God, is the water clean? And then the, the Uber driver was like, no, they just, when SeaWorld got in all that trouble with the blackfish, they just let a bunch of them out. And I was like, <laughs> what the fuck, SeaWorld? <laughs> and they were black dolphins, and it wasn't probably such a thing. They were just covered in oil, probably. It's horrible. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> They're viscous. Um, uh, well, I was in Venice on Venice Beach, uh, God, probably five years ago, it didn't look anything like this. Have they? Someone told me that if you go during the middle of the day now, mm -hmm. it's relatively PG rated versus the way it used to be when I was a kid. Like when I was there, when I was like thirteen, there was dudes flashing people in broad daylight, like overcoats and the whole thing. Guys on drugs laying all over the street. People selling knock off crap everywhere it was what you saw in the movies it was all of this and i was like no thanks never again i'm good then flash to you know i'm 16 somehow back in venice it happens again when i'm 21 and i'm just like i'm never coming here again and that leads me to another tangent and i'm gonna try to stay on focus because this is actually a pretty solid movie uh what's the dudes with the deal with the dudes with the trench coat you know i've never seen one but like are they hard when they flash, like, what's the what's the point? Well, they're nuts. Okay. Like virtually everyone else that's living on the sidewalk there. Yes, I can clearly see they're nuts. Oh. Uh. <laughs> I didn't stare. Okay. But it, it seemed like he was not erect. Uh-huh. It was just like he was going to helicopter anybody that was willing to watch. And the first time he like, we just ran away. And then that night we were in the hotel room, which was right on the strip, the little walking strip there. And there was either him or another guy that was just flashing anybody that could get flashed. And we're like four stories up or something. So we started throwing ice at him <laughs> to get him to fuck off. And then the people at the hotel desk called up and said that he was complaining, and even at 13, I was on the phone at 13 years old with management of a hotel saying, did you just tell me that you're calling me because you had a complaint about a dick, a dick shaking man complained that we were trying to get him to fuck off and you're taking his complaint, not the complaint that a man is shaking his dick at children? Well, sir, this is Venice Beach after all. Stop throwing ice is what they said. And I said, fine. So weird. Okay, um, uh, so he gets the place to himself. Uh, so Bruce and Lenny, they're uh, they go meet up with their wino friend named Fantastic, who's like uh the man of uh Venice Beach. He knows he's tuned in. He's got his finger on the pulse of the uh boardwalk. Is it a boardwalk? I don't know. It's more of a sidewalk. But anyways, so Lenny, they're sitting there and he finds uh, he looks up and he sees a lady. Uh, it's uh, Christy, who's played by Hope Marie Carlton. Uh, and she's just chilling out by the side of the road. Uh, and he's like, I'm going to go take her picture. That's how I do this. I seduce women with my camera. One of those guys. 
going to make her false promises of a big career in Vogue magazine, and they're just going to end up in my spank. Actually, they're not even going to end up in some sort of collection of photos that I have where I look at them later and jack off to them. Because in the truth, I'm a really bad photographer, and uh, I wouldn't be able to do anything with uh, the material I'm taking. I'll just go buy a Playboy. I don't know. Some of his butt pictures were pretty well composed. <laughs> some of them were bad. Like, the ones like, that Bruce took were shitty. I mean, they said so. They're like, you, you know, I'm not giving you the camera anymore. You don't get the exposures right. That's some guy's feet. We're trying to get butts here. <laughs> so she goes back to uh, his apartment with him, and he uh, he's he's making his move, uh, singing her his, his lines, when in comes Skip. Skip, Lenny's older brother, who is impossibly likable <laughs> yeah skip is great <laughs> it's, it's just a pile of ingredients that shouldn't you should hate and he's meant to be hated because he's wearing sweatpants that don't really uh add charm to his figure he's got an ape drape mm-hmm. he's a total douche and you're like skip i'm on team skip already all skip does is he comes in he chases off Christy, then he says his brother's got bad breath, and then takes all his money and leaves. Like, yeah, he, wow. He's and his efficiency in pulling a two for one cock block cash shakedown is incredible. Yeah, because he's in and out in like two minutes. He's really good at being a douche. I mean, just buddy, you have got skills. He's the douchiest. He is a. <laughs> He is a majestic creature. <laughs> so now they're now he's broke, and he's got no lady. Uh, so they go back to Venice, uh, him and Bruce, and uh, they're stu- they're they're taking pictures of butts. That's what they're going to do with the rest of their day is just take pictures of butts on color positive, mind you. So I'm this is where I'm also putting together that there's certain fringe benefits that he gets with his loft. Is he just gets to blow ten dollar rolls of film mm-hmm. like they're going out of style? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, meanwhile, Uncle, not Uncle Rico's there. What's this guy's name? The character or the actor? Which one, Mark Hennessy or uh, no, not Uncle Rico? Not Uncle Rico, Patrick Saint Esprit. Oh, okay. Um, he, we find out later his name, his uh, character's name is Car- Carson, uh, and uh, he's there with some hot pics of some beach lady and he's looking through them and he's looking at her and she's on the beach and she's playing catch with another dude. And then he seems like he might have a gun on him and he's going to whack her or something. But, uh, uh, and Bruce bumps into him and you're like, Oh wait, is he there to whack Bruce? Who's this guy here to whack? But, uh, the boys also have ran into uh, a bit of a sexual harassment roadblock. Uh, that is composed of uh, three giant black dudes. Yeah, they're they've been they got a little too aggressive with one lady's butt, and mm-hmm. she had some protection. <laughs> right, some big, some big protection. I like, it, it's kind of funny because the first guy's like, "Whoa, that's a big dude," and then the second guy isn't. Kind of looks like Michael Winslow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's definitely tougher than them, though. Right, right. And then there's a third guy who's sort of a little muscle hamster. Uh-huh. <laughs> muscle hamster. But 
he's also way tougher than them, right. and they're outnumbered by guys that are all tougher than them. Uh-huh. So uh, he gets pushed, Lenny gets pushed down, and while he's getting pushed down, his finger hits the, uh, I guess, the rapid exposure button on the camera, and he takes a bunch of shots while falling to the ground. One of them consisting of uh, not Uncle Rico also going to the ground. Has he been shot? It appears so. So the cops arrive. Uh, we're led they to- arrive to not, and this is a very self-aware moment in the film mm-hmm. where it shows all of the nefarious things that are happening at Venice Beach. And they go right back that to bust a couple girls that are ga- playing a nice round of what I called topless ball. Because mm. they're just trying to play some sort of ball <laughs> with a beach ball and not wearing tops. That's all they're doing. Uh, it's my favorite Olympic sport, actually. Topless ball. Uh, that night, the boys are going through the photos and uh, Bruce recognizes this guy, uh, Carson. I don't know how he recognizes him. He's like, oh, I bumped into him. Oh, but he's also like X guy. I don't know why he knows who, why Carson's famous for anything. Uh, And they also spot this gun, this lady holding a pistol, uh, and she's got a tattoo of a black rose on her butt cheek. So now they're on a butt hunt. They were on a butt hunt. Now they're just continuing a different kind of butt hunt. They've been able to narrow the focus of their butt hunt. (laughs) These are the butts we're looking for. (laughs) It's a killer butt. They're looking for the killer's killer butt. Yeah. (laughs) And they, I mean, the level of butt commentary that happens in the next five to ten minutes of this film is nonstop. I mean, it's just, uh, is this the butt we're looking for? Nope, that's that's a different butt. I like that butt, but this butt is not that butt. Um, And so now they're on the path of, uh, they've decided to commit felony uh, obstruction of justice. Because they've got yes. evidence of a crime, they're failing to submit it, and now they are conducting their own unlicensed, unsanctioned private investigation. Yes. For no reason. They do have one skill that is required by private investigators, and that's photography. Yeah, but that doesn't give them the license to... Uh... No, it does not. Withhold evidence and then uh, go ahead and go down to the beach. And the first thing they grab is Carson's sunglasses and then they just pocket them. Uh, that's not how you do this, boys. <laughs> nope. <laughs> so then they go and visit Fantastic and they're like, uh, hey, we're looking for this butt. It's got a black uh, rose tattoo on it. You seen it? And he's like, no, I've never seen a black rose tattoo. But if anybody had a black rose tattoo and was a bad chick, it's Helga. She's foreign. Here's her dress. Go down and check it out. They do. And uh, she's happy for all sorts of visitors, apparently. <laughs> uh, you mean she's, uh, would you say she uh, represents a diverse clientele of uh, sexual deviancy? I don't think she does. I think she has a very specific clientele, as she states later. Mark Furman. So... <laughs> Yes. <laughs> right. Mark Furman loves Helga. Sorry, I'm eating pizza at the same time as this podcast. 
So they go in. Bruce is like, oh, we're cops. And she's like, great. Yeah. They impersonate cops. That's yeah, a really that's... bad crime. Mm-hmm. So they go in there and she's like, just wait right here. Actually, she she thinks they're a little slow on the uptake for cops because mm-hmm. she's like, okay, do you want to see my butt or not? And they're like, yes, we do. And she's like, all right, great. I can start my routine. Goes upstairs, comes back as uh, Elsa's she-wolf of the SS. Uh-huh. Her tits are hanging out. She shows them her tattoo on her butt that they are looking for, only it's not a rose. It's a uh, swastika with the black eagle wings on it. And you're like, oh, no. And she's like, you were going to get punished. And they decide to leave. And she says, but all the other cops like it. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah. Pun- punish me, Elsa. I've just shot a bunch of black men. Step on my balls. <laughs> Make me lick your boot, master. <laughs> Some boots of the Third Reich. <laughs> God damn it, I hate Nazis. I mean, they're so <laughs> stupid. I mean, it's not just that they're evil. They're just so dumb. <laughs> they're like, la- And they're lame. <laughs> they're not even cool evil. I mean, like, Darth Vader is really cool, right? But these guys mm-hmm. are just tool bags. Oh, man. Okay. All right. So uh, it wasn't her. It wasn't her butt. She had uh, a different tattoo. Um, I guess if you're going to... Well, I don't know. I'm not going to make judgment about Venice Beach tattoo artists, but... Uh, I don't really know if Lenny was in for what she was about to do, but I thought that Bruce might have waited around just to test. He was, I really feel like he should have made Lenny test the water on this one Mm -hmm. just to see Mm -hmm. where things ended up, but they they leave, unfortunately. It is role playing, and by that, she's playing a role, you know, and he's playing a role of bootlicker, you know, like, oh, yes, punish me, she wolf. Uh, you know, it's just, it's just role-playing. It's like the milkman, you know, he's coming, oh, hey, I'm the milkman. Or the, you know, did you order a pizza with this extra sausage? You know, it's just, it's, it's innocent, Sam. It's innocent, cute, um, uh, consensual canoodling. Yep. <laughs> Something like that. It's no different than sitting in cake or wearing a, a, a costume of a, of a tiger that, uh, you know, the screwing a unicorn. It's no different dressing up like a Nazi and stepping on balls. I mean, (laughs) (laughs) who are we to judge about people's kinks, right? (laughs) Yeah, it's tough. You just got to let them close that door and do whatever they're doing in there. (laughs) I mean, my whole thing is crying during sex. So, I mean, you can't judge all these people. (laughs) Well, that's just normal. Yeah. Okay. So, um, so it wasn't her. uh, Meanwhile. We get, uh, we find Uncle Joe Sheen. He's uh, he's here, and uh, he's a tough guy. I guess he's a he's a goon. He's a hitman. What's what's uh, old Joe? He's a bag man. Bag man. Okay, okay. I like bag man. Uh, he's threatening Fantastic for info. He's like, "Hey, I see you've been hanging out with a couple dudes. Uh, what do you know about this?" And and it seems like Fantastic wants to give them up pretty good, but then Joe Estevez just walks away. Yeah, I think, well, I think what happens here, because I mean, the hindsight being 2020 is he's just doing a really good job with what we're, we're going to be revealed later. Mm, okay. All right. Uh, the boys do a butt cheek montage. 
a, a butt hunt cheek montage of just checking out butts and asking about butts uh, on the beach. And it leads them nowhere. So they go back and they're sulking around the apartment. When Skip comes in, he's like, oh, hey, I've seen that butt before. It's Christy's butt. No way. <laughs> and then he's like, dickweeds, where's the cash? We don't have any. And he's like, oh, fuck off then. And then there's some weird thing that happens where he... One thing leads to another. They they give him enough cash to get him to talk because apparently Lenny rat holes cash all over his pants. Mm -hmm. And then Scott reveals that he's going to win big money in, in the jet ski race. <laughs> right. Like how <laughs> I thought you couldn't be a bigger douche. Skip, you're amazing. Uh, but then also reveals to us that he is, in fact, the Wonder Hog. The Wonder Hog. Yeah. He's like, well, they don't call me the Wonder Hog for no reason. Mm. No, that's his That's his jet skiing name. Or his sex name. Oh. <laughs> it was unclear. <laughs> I think it's both. Mm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think whether you're racing or screwing, you're getting the Wonder Hog. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, tonight I'm gonna I'm gonna be all alone with the Wonder Hog. Oh, is that something you bought at the Adam and Eve store? No, it's Skip, your brother. Ah, oh, gross! <laughs> Wonder Hog. If it was something that you could get at the Adam and Eve store, would anyone buy something called the Wonder Hog? Oh, I bet you there. I bet you there's. Uh, you know, there's a thing for everybody. You know, who are we to judge? <laughs> it's like a dancing beer can that's actually a pig that gives you blowjobs. <laughs> It tells jokes. <laughs> I can't tell a joke when you're screwing my mouth. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, so they find out through, through Skip that uh, she's in Vegas, uh, but they're broke because Skip took all the cash for his uh, his jet ski expedition. Um, and so they have to go to uh, Lenny's parents for cash, and they're a couple pieces of work. I tell you what. Lenny's dad is awesome. <laughs> I don't think he likes his son very much. He's just eating chips without his shirt on and getting them all over himself. He's got more chips on his belly than he does. He's like an otter. <laughs> Plate? <laughs> Hell no. <laughs> I got a tummy. And he's like, eh, his brother's good looking. He's a doofus, though. Uh, he's... Knows that he has to lie to get cash because he's just being like, you didn't give me any money since November. Yeah, I got like a teaching assistantship at the college, mm -hmm. but I, I could use a couple hundred bucks. You know, he's like, my girlfriend's pregnant and I need money for an abortion. Right. At which point his dad goes, you're an abortion. <laughs> First, he says... I I'm smelling bullshit because there's no way you got laid. <laughs> God damn, Dad! His dad can sniff out bullshit. He's like, all right, fuck, I need it for drugs. He's like, here's twenty bucks. He's like, what am I getting? He's like, you can get a lot of good shit for twenty bucks. <laughs> and he's right. <laughs> he is. Especially in 1987. Yeah. 20, 20 bucks will uh, that'll keep you high all weekend. Yeah, you got a you know, dime bag and a couple Barbies right there. <laughs> right. 
<laughs> Wake up on Monday. <laughs> uh, so they, yeah, he's got twenty bucks, and so it's not enough. So they have to hitchhike, and guess who picks him up? Uncle Joe Estevez. They're starting to notice that they've been tailed. Maybe. (laughs) Joe Estevez's van is bitching. Do you notice when he was coming around the corner to pick him up that he's got a bunch of crap glued to the bottom? Hey, my dog just tried to eat my pizza. You're also trying to eat pizza on a podcast. (laughs) Professionalism (laughs) isn't my middle name. And your dog's got the right idea. Get that pizza away from him. Come on, Winston. Here, you can have the pizza. Okay. All right. So uh, when he comes around the corner, he's got they've got, he's got a bunch of ground effects glued onto the bottom of his van, and he didn't take the corner wide enough, and so I think he ripped a bunch of them off because he yeah. had to have hit the curb. <laughs> like cut. Yeah. There's some free in a couple of the shots. There's some free plastic molding, kind of shaking in the wind. <laughs> right. Yeah. And and uh, lots of debris on the uh, 405 now. <laughs> Okay. But yeah, he's got a pretty bitchin' van for a bag man. Um, and so along the way, Bruce gets the bright idea to make themselves sound like a couple badasses and uh, tells uh, Uncle Joe that uh, they're on a special ops mission to take down a drug ring and murder and real bad dudes. He just said it was a very large conspiracy. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And doesn't say like, who they're with, but uh, sells it yeah. pretty good. So then Joe gets on the phone with Carlton, who we later find out to be John Vernon. Mm -hmm. And he's like, I need to whack these two idiots before they get in, before they actually stumble onto something here. And Carlton's like, okay, also pick up this cash on your way out of town. Yeah, we've got full dumb and dumber plot. It's all just a big misunderstanding. These guys are actually nutsacks. But uh, Joe Estevez has got the old gas man going on. How do they know I got gas? They're mm-hmm. on to us. We got to rub them out. But really, they're just dumb. And trying to get a lady. Because that's what this whole thing's about. It's not about the money or solving crime. It's Lenny wants to clear Christie's name, even though she's not a suspect in a crime that may or may not have existed, so that he could bone down with her. I think he just wants to bone down with her. He wants to clear her butt of her panties and then <laughs> come in his pants because she's way the fuck out of his league. Absolutely. Okay. All right. So, yeah. So now uh, we've uh, he's got a pickup and we should mention it's on Siegel and Corleone Street in Las Vegas. Did a little research. There's no such street in Las Vegas as Corleone. There is a Seagull Street, because of course there is, uh, but uh, I like the mob shout out here. Yeah. A little, bugs a little bit better than the, than the Lenny Bruce one. Yeah. Yeah. I thought it was uh, understated and tongue and, and, and uh, clever, because not everybody remembers Bugsy Siegel. Uh, you know, Corleone. Oh, that's, that's a famous name. I've, I've seen The Godfather uh, two uh, once, but uh, Seagull. Yeah. Bugsy Siegel. Bugsy's a good movie. Everybody should watch it. So they end up in the wrong place at the wrong time in the right way. Mm-hmm. This is where Fortune basically has smiled upon them because for as shitty as they've done fucking everybody else's shit up so far, they really don't get this situation all the way sideways until they accidentally end up 
at the pickup spot in the right vehicle, which is taking the the chances are of the, are low. Oh well, you're you're jumping way ahead, but uh, because there's the whole hotel oh, sequence, man. That's right. They find Christy. So, yeah, and uh, they find Christy. She's a she's a stripper. That's what her gig is in uh, Vegas. So she's doing, I guess, a surprise bachelor party. Is that a thing? She's doing a, she's doing a bachelor party, but it's a surprise. It's- it's a surprise because they're like, yeah, it's just going to be poker, cigars. Uh, We're not getting a stripper because your fiance said no strippers. And then he's like, okay, thanks, guys. And then he leaves and they're like, stripper. <laughs> because that's what every ba- that's what happens to every fucking bachelor. There's always one guy that's like, no, we got to have a stripper. And you're like, why? <laughs> right. Why do we have to? We, you and I have exhausted this conversation uh, outside of the uh, boundaries of podcasting. But should we go ahead and rehash some stuff here about strippers at bachelor parties or just strippers in general to educate the masses? Sure. I will lead with my strongest argument. Why pay top dollar to not have sex? <laughs> Why? I went to a bachelor party one time. And it was with this uh, guy. We both know who he is, but uh, I'm not going to name him by name. Uh, not a big fan of this dude. Uh, and uh, he looked at me and said, so did you get hard? I'm like, what the fuck kind of question is that? No, because I'm not that un sensationalized that this does anything for me i'm not going to bone this lady therefore my boner is like why bother uh but also why are you talking about my boner why do you need to know why are you talking about my boner and why do you want to get a boner around a bunch of other men it is so many i think you need a degree in psychology to make sense of the phenomenon that is six dudes surrounding a woman all with boners and not going to have sex with her. It's not good. No, it's very, and also throwing money and, and also throwing money at her. Yeah. Okay, fine. The throwing money thing. But then there's also like the throwing money at her tradition. Have you ever seen a stripper? I hear of them making good money. But I never see it actually take place. When it comes down to, oh, boys, get your wallets out. The very sexy candy's on stage. It's like six bucks at the end of her dance. <laughs> like, it's not. I've never seen a stripper getting 100 stuffed in her panties. It's singles. And she's like, yeah, give me that money. <laughs> I'm putting myself through medical school. I need every cent I can. Are you kidding me? I mean, it's not even a good lie when you're picking up six bucks in a three-minute song. I dated the one gal, and she said that it was between three and seven hundred dollars a night. Yeah, and I've just four times a week. Again, I've heard it. I've never seen it. I've never seen it in practice where it's like cutching. I've even seen them yeah. pick up the dollars with you know with their fiddly bits. And it's still dollars. I mean, that's an incredible skill. The ping pong thing, seen that in person. It, these are skilled performers. <laughs> and yeah, dollars. to go back to the fact that I dated a stripper, and then one of my friends asked me, oh, have you ever gone to watch her dance? And I'm like, why the fuck would I do that? I actually have sex with her, you fucking idiot. 
Uh, I don't get it. Uh, please uh, write to us, talk at stickermadness.com and explain this phenomenon to us that we don't understand. Um, I mean, Area 51 makes a lot more sense to me. <laughs> it makes quality sense <laughs> by comparison. Um, all right. Okay. Um, so, yeah. So they follow her to this elevator and they lost her because they don't know which floor she's on. But now... Uh, uh, Lenny gets his Peter Tingle and can smell her uh, perfume and goes on a on a bloodhound track scent hunt of of her Estee Lauder. He doesn't do a good job because he gets to the wrong room, which is a somewhat a delicately featured male bodybuilder who they voiceovered with a lady. Mm -hmm. Is that is just supposed to just be a really strong lady? Is that what's happening? I didn't get this joke at all. And then they recycled, this was like my thumbs down to the movie, is they recycled the young Frankenstein, Gene Hackman espresso bit. I didn't get Poorly. that. Poorly. Didn't get it. Uh, but wait. I was gonna make espresso. Yeah. Okay. And also the, the lady slash sensitive man bodybuilder is Swedish? I guess. This is... The heyday of steroids. They Uh could have found a lady bodybuilder that would have worked out here. I don't get it. Yeah, I don't get it. Okay. Um, Uncle Joe pulls up outside, but he can't get in because the doors are locked and he doesn't have the secret code or whatever. Uh, So he just stands outside and stares for a little while. Uh, The boys get in the room, uh, the actual room, and uh, that's where the surprise bachelor party is happening. And it's a surprise bachelor party of mob guys. Bad luck, dudes whoops yeah uh so they all get guns pointed at him and lenny gets one shoved in his nose and he's like hey uh we're with her we're part of the act we're not cops uh i don't i i think these guys get shot immediately that's just me is there a worse place to impersonate the police than las vegas nevada Uh, la would be the one thing on the list i would guess and they they've really rounded their bases on where you wouldn't want to try to pull this off Moss Eisley? Do they have cops in Moss Eisley? Well, the Stormtroopers really didn't have that bad of a time there, so, uh, no. Uh, Isn't, like, Gina Carano the cops of Moss Eisley? Yeah, right, right. <laughs> She'll punch Which you right won't. in the face and then offend you with her words. Yeah. <laughs> her insensitive tweets. Uh, okay. All right. Uh, so yeah, not, not a good call. Um, don't pretend you're the cops every time guys like we're nutsacks is you're probably going to get more information if you're just like, Hey, we're a couple dum dums. Yeah. Uh, so they go finally, she's like, yeah, they're part of my act They're They are dum dums. They go into the bathroom waiting for Mario to show up mm-hmm. and she, they get to the bottom of the fact that she does have a tattoo on her butt. You get to see her butt again. It's great. <laughs> and then she has a really convincing squirt gun for protection to just scare people off. No, it's part and, of her act. Oh, that's right. It is part of her act. Because she's dressed up like a cop, but she's not. I mean, she's just like, I don't know. Maybe there's like things you do if you're a party stripper uh-huh. to just get yourself mentally through it and like squirting them in the pants and making it look like they peed is just a little funny joke that you do <laughs> that just gets you through the day. Like I made 10 men look like they had wet pants and they thought it was great because they're fucking idiots. Yep. 
uh, oh man, my my speech teacher always told me to imagine my audience in their underwear. Well, I'm a stripper. These men are notorious for sexual assault, so they're pretty free with taking off their clothes before I even get there. Yeah, or maybe she's got enough water in there that she can actually cool boners off. Like, oh, that mm. one's getting too big. Mm-hmm. Better, better trim that sucker down. <laughs> it's like spraying the cat who's being naughty. <laughs> hey, get off those curtains. <laughs> so Joe Estevez has gone up the fire escape. Yeah, okay. And he's trying to get in, and through some small levels of tomfoolery, they have mumbled, bumbled their way through almost knocking him off of the ledge. Right. He's hanging from the ledge. His feet are dangling outside of a man's apartment. And this man says, I got you, buddy. I can help you. <laughs> and then he fucking steals his boots. And I almost fell out of my fucking chair laughing because he just goes right out there, takes his shoes and leaves. And you're like, what the fuck? it's pretty silly so now joe estevez is dangling from a building in his socks it's a gone die hard on him yeah right and then uh the lights are off he manages to climb his way back up a little bit but uh you know to start the show they turn the lights off in the room and so when he reaches up to gun them down Bruce manages to slam his fingers in the in the in the window, knocking his gun to the ground, which then uh, Christy mistakes for her squirt gun and picks up a loaded gun, uh, leaving Joe Estevez with nothing but a squirt gun that he actually thinks is his gun. It's all a big, crazy shenanigans. There's an accidental switcheroo Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. or incidental switcheroo. Yep. And uh, she kills Mario. She fucking plugs Mario. (laughs) Squirt, squirt. Getting a little too hot. Bam. Oh, that thing came apart. Uh, We find out Lenny's level of dedication because he's like, oh, shit. She just plugged Mario. And they're like, let's get out of here. here. Let's get out of here. Does she make it alive out of that room? I just don't imagine. No, no. We already saw that every single one of them has guns. It doesn't matter if the lights are off. Nobody's making it out alive. Bullets are flying. Five of them get shot right. accidentally shooting each other. Yeah, but she's dead as shit no matter what. Like, I when she ran out, I was like, what? She was in that room for like at least a minute and a half before running out of there. She is dead. Yeah, so she also is making her escape. Mm-hmm. Decides not to take her car, sees them in the van, and then has to have Lenny get out and help her into the van, and then they make off. I like the uh, the van-stealing dialogue here, where, oh shit, there's no keys. Just use the wires. What wires? The ignition wires. Cut. Come back to them. They have started the van. In the span of, like, 20 seconds, they've they've learned how to hotwire his van. Yeah. These two, because it's really inconvenient for the script for them to steal the van. So they're just like, skip it. <laughs> skip it. So don't worry about that. <sighs> then Joe, Uncle Joe, hanging out upon the fire escape, about to fall to his death. Hey, man, I'll help you. <laughs> That's a nice watch. 
fucking steals his watch too. <laughs> Don't worry where you're going. You won't need it. <laughs> Joe falls into the dumpster safely. He's alive. <laughs> and we're worried that he's going to be able to uh, catch up to these guys now who have stolen his van uh-huh. and he has no idea. Right. Like, bad night for this guy. Uh, they end up at the pickup spot. Oh, hey, hold on. Somehow. Hold on. Okay. We got we to gotta do my favorite joke in this whole movie. When he falls into the garbage, two bums come over and they say, man, look at that. Somebody threw a perfectly good white man away. <laughs> I didn't appreciate it. it Just because of the roots of the joke that it comes from. It's like, okay, we really just need to forget this one existed. (laughs) Tasteless? Yes. Well-timed? Absolutely. (laughs) I liked it. Okay. All right. So, um, uh, okay. So. The boys, uh, they just happen to stop at Corleone and Seagull Street because Bruce has got to pee. Uh, small bladder on this mm-hmm, one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> he doesn't make it much longer before he's got to go potty again. Um, and the, they get the package. It's it's uh five hundred thousand dollars is delivered to them by Mister K's goons, who then immediately recognize those weren't the right guys, and go to shake down Joe Estevez. And you're like, why'd you give him the briefcase right? if you're Onto this. If you knew where Joe Estevez was in a dumpster, you know he didn't get the money. And you're like, "Where's the money?" I was in the did you 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 saw me come out of the dumpster. I didn't get in there for fun. You knew I was in it. And then Joe Estevez kills himself. He gets out the squirt gun, and then gets filled full of holes and. Gives a incredible eat shit Ben Kingsley mm-hmm. as he's being shot. He looks like he's trying to teach community uh, ad- community improv. It is not a good death. So the boys take Christy back to Venice. And they see the news. And it appears that they have started a gang war. So they think they're off the hook. They think she's safe, even though everybody saw her and knows where she works. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hey, what about that stripper that ran out of here who shot Mario in the dick? Maybe we should call her stripper agency and be like, who's that lady that shot Mario in the dick? I have a complaint. <laughs> a complaint with your services. <laughs> it would seem rather... <laughs> Then getting a room full of men fully erect. She has actually shot the Don's son. <laughs> He's then Dong Corleone. Because mm. she shot him in the Dong. Know that you are talking to a man who does not appreciate such indiscretions. <laughs> uh, these boys still want to solve the murder, though. They're like, not good enough. We got to crack this case. <laughs> Um, here's a question. Mm-hmm. When you knew, what do you do when you open that briefcase and you're these two nutsacks and you're like, there's 500 grand in here. Oh, shit. I like to think I know what I would do, but uh, it's one of those situations. I don't think you really can uh, know yourself until you're in that situation. I want to say I'd throw it out the window. 
But uh, they should have gone to the cops a long time ago. I feel like in this situation, when the guys are handing the briefcase, I'm like, nope, uh-uh, don't want to know what's in there. Sorry, wrong guy. Okay, don't know you, don't know them. Sorry, whatever, didn't see this, wasn't here, bye. bye. Yeah. Or want this, va- want this van? It's yours. Yep. I don't know, man. That's a tough call. Head straight to the border. Buy a via on the coast and drink. I mean, you can do a lot in 1987 oh. in Mexico in uh, 500K. These two gringos don't hold on to that coast for briefcase for 10 seconds in mexico they <laughs> make it across the border uh do you have a briefcase yes we do okay follow us to this kidnapping van they are barefoot only wearing brief underwear trying to explain to the border uh patrol that they are americans mm-hmm. even though they only possess brief underwear and the border patrol's like <laughs> yeah it's again all right <laughs> They just keep bringing money to us. Okay. All right. So uh, where the hell are we? Okay. So they're still out solving the murder. And uh, the boys go to Fantastic because Christy has been smart enough to say, wait, was there even actually a murder? And they're like, uh? so they're like, hey, Fantastic. What's the news about that dead body on the beach? And he's like, what dead body on the beach? And they're like, oh, God damn it. So. They, he, they also learn about uh, that Joe Estevez was tailing them, uh, and he, he talked to Fantastic, and they're like, oh, man, that guy wasn't just some friendly Good Samaritan. He was part of this whole deal. Oh, crap. Are we still being followed? Yes, you are. You're being followed by the very men that gave you the briefcase. They're right there. They're right behind you. This is one of the better oh shits <laughs> that I've seen in a movie, because the best oh shit is one that's barely delivered. Like, Bruce says, we're not being tailed? He's like, no. Not by those guys behind us? And he turns. He gives a good, solid, full acting beat and goes, oh, shit. <laughs> that's pretty good. Because it's convincing when you poorly deliver the oh, shit. Because in real life, when you say oh, shit like that, it's poorly delivered because you're like, oh, shit. <laughs> right. Uh, so they run to this ice cream stand, which is, I guess, where they were going to go anyway, so that's convenient. Um, mm-hmm. and the henchmen follow them, and so they're, to get out of there, they start an ice cream fight and sneak away, leaving the henchmen covered in sticky goodness. These henchmen never recover from this ice Mm-mm. cream fight. They're still there. They're not in the movie Mm-mm. anymore. Last we see, they're covered in, and like one person slams a bucket on the lead henchman, a bucket of ice cream on his head, which I can only imagine how badly that would suck, uh, and then is kind enough to lift the bucket up later after it's had a chance to melt a little bit so that it runs down his face. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And then starts licking the ice cream off his face (laughs) because he's the $1,000 ice cream man. (laughs) He's Abe Froman, sausage king of Chicago, but of ice cream. The Eat It and Lick It Ice Cream Company. <laughs> uh, uh, Even though the ice cream is sticky, they're able to give him the slip. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like that one. Oh, no, I didn't. <laughs> no, I did not. 
so back at uh, back at the ranch, the the apartment, Christy uh, gives Lenny uh, into the uh, third grossest sex scene on this show. Even though Hope Marie Carlton is in it, uh, it's third grossest to Roadhouse and uh, Big Trouble in Little or not uh, Showdown in Little Tokyo. It's like Winorski, that hot tub scene in the Winorski thing yeah. where they're just so drunk they start putting chocolate sauce uh-huh. in the hot tub, and Winorski's like, "No, I gotta clean that." Do you realize how much of a pain in the ass these are to clean? Uh. God, what was that? Uh, Cannibal for Rocks was another one that was gross because it appeared that they had sex in a bathtub filled with urine, um, even though it was never put into context. But this is gross because when you are covered in sticky ice cream and you decide to take a bath, that's the mm-hmm. you don't even get it. You don't even get in the house if you're covered in sticky ice cream. You get the hose. You get the hose. And if you are the kind of savage that doesn't get the hose outside. Uh, while you're holding your balls and some prison guard throws a bunch of uh, pink paste at you, um, you take a shower. It's There's a situation, if you're not going to take the hose, you're going to sacrifice your clothes. <laughs> you have to use what you're wearing to get yourself clean enough to make it into the shower without soiling the house. Uh-huh. And then those clothes basically end up in the trash. But you don't ever, under any circumstance... Light some candles and just have a good soak. <laughs> yeah. And then she, Calgon, take me away. And then she gets in the bathtub and she's like, mmm, mint chocolate chip. Mmm, sprinkles. <laughs> and he gets raspberry shit all over her head. And you're like, where did that come from? Was that in your butt? Like what? Where? Where's this extra ice cream coming from? Oh, yeah, it's pretty icky. Um, All right, so Christy uh, gets uh, Mr. K's address somehow. I don't know, her phone rings, and she's like, hello. Uh, Yes, Mr. K's address delivery service for you. Oh, great, I needed that. Uh, And the two boys head there, disguised as bushes. These are good bush disguises. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It's very uh, solid snake in the box from the uh, Metal Gear Solid series. (laughs) Why is that box sneaking they, around? <laughs> because that's what they're doing. They're moving bushes. <laughs> Excuse me, sir. Are you the moving bush? <laughs> yes. <laughs> the two uh, gardeners see them, and they're gardeners, as we uh, made last episode, or the episode before, the gardeners. Uh, yeah. I thought one of them was going to pee in the bushes. I thought that was a missed opportunity. Instead, he flicks a cigarette at him. Yeah, I thought that would have been one of those no- weird 80s you get to just pee in front of each mm-hmm. other thing right. where like you're just like, oh, let's keep talking, Stan. I'm going to pull my dick out and start peeing. This is totally normal. <laughs> and you're like, no, it's not. If you had to have one of these two guys get peed on by a gardener, who would you take? I would have just hoped that the gardener was like getting loose with it and just peeing all over the place. <laughs> just water them both down. Well, yeah, because he's having a conversation. So he's he's looking at the bushes, but then has to turn to the person he's having a conversation with. Also pissing on that man's shoes. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and that man goes, turns to the camera and says, this is why I hate the 80s. 
It's a union job. <laughs> so then they break in. Uh, they hide in the hot tub, which is a terrible idea. Uh, you can suffocate in one of those real quick. Um, and then dive into the pool uh, because the gardeners are coming back. And, oh, hey, John Vernon's in this movie. Yep. And he's got a bitchin' bar that has a window to his pool. pool so I guess he can window. be really creepy when people are swimming in there. I don't know about this. Because in a normal bad guy movie, yeah, there would be uh, bikini ladies walking around outside the pool all the time. There'd be blow everywhere and all that sort of stuff. But John Vernon actually seems like a... Uh, uh, he's a fairly straightforward businessman uh, of of criminals, uh, but he's married. He's a jealous husband. He's protective and uh, doesn't seem like he's much of a philanderer. So I don't know when you ever have a pool party where you need to go down to your pool window and be like, <laughs> I can see that lady's butt. <laughs> sort of. Sort of. <clears throat> What's the point of a pool window? You just like... When there's somebody else down there and you're giving them a glass of $200 scotch, they look at it and you look up and go, that's a $46,000 pool option. Uh-huh. What does it do? This. It costs money. Oh. <laughs> you're uh, not a fan of the hot tub limo, are you? <laughs> no. You fall out of them. <laughs> You'll die. <laughs> this is probably going to flood my house. Right. It will. <laughs> There's no way to seal that. <laughs> it's a it's a ticking time bomb. <laughs> it's so stupid. Okay. All right. Oh man. Which works because after we see the pool window and John Vernon's mm -hmm. like. Blah, blah, blah. I don't care if you bone people. I just need you to shut your damn mouth. I am pretty straight laced. I just launder money for the mob. Mm -hmm. But fuck, I can get shot here. Just knock it off. Right, right. And then his two henchmen that he keeps because he's like, I got to have some henchmen because I'm involved with people like this. And I hired these two guys. Not sure about them. They're able to apprehend uh, our two quote unquote heroes who then use a fake bomb. Mm -hmm to escape and the gardener gardener is like shit even if they have the crappiest rigged bomb that thing's ready to break on its yes. own i have to check this uh -huh. absolutely and so he gets tossed in the pool that bruce also just peed in so now it's a pee pool it's a pee pool you know, all pools are pee pools i guess i've probably peed in my pool a hundred times while I just sat there and watched Baywatch in my own urine. <laughs> <laughs> just let it go, man. Drink a lot of beer. <laughs> I don't want to get out. <laughs> it sucks when you do it that first time. And you pee in the pool <laughs> and you're like, this is wrong, but it feels so right. <laughs> and, then, and then the guilt. The guilt. The un unbearable guilt afterwards. <laughs> And that, you know, Mark, who's been on the podcast a couple times, is like, you can actually get to a psychological level where you're just totally, you're not okay with peeing in the pool. You're like, oh, yeah, you should just pee in there. It's great. <laughs> you're like, no, just don't. 
Even if it is like parts per million and really not that dangerous. And yes, science might be behind you on this one. It's icky. <laughs> okay. So they, they are able to get away. They run out, they steal the, uh, Mr. K's, uh, Rolls Royce and, uh, they peel out of there and, and they piece it all together that it was the whole thing has been Mrs. K the whole time that she's behind it all. And that did she have a butt tattoo as well? Oh, man, that was not something that was flushed out. I thought that was a missed opportunity. Yeah, because I don't really know what's going on. I guess she, she must have Hope Marie Carlton must have just been passing in front of this other scheme is all I can guess. Yeah, uh, let's let's table that to the end when the whole caper uh, gets uh, come back. But it definitely remind me to circle back to Mrs. K's butt. Um, so they get pulled over immediately. It seems like they're pulled over right in front of Man's Chinese Theater, kind of, or at least that area, Hollywood Boulevard. Um, or no, that's Sunset. Sorry. Sorry. Sorry, everyone in Hollywood. Um, and uh, there's a dead guy in the trunk. What? There's a dead guy in the trunk? Who's dead? What dead guy is that? That's not good. Just some dead guy. It's a dead guy. How long has that dead guy been in there? Yeah. Right before they get pulled over, he's like, just go. Mm-hmm. Bruce says to Lenny, just go. And Lenny goes, have we done anything wrong? And Bruce just nods at him like, we've done so much so wrong. Much. So much wrong. But then the cops just let him go. And they're like... Wait, what? And the cops are like, get out of here before I shoot you. No, I want answers. <laughs> we have a like, dead guy in the trunk. Yeah, you need to just go. Trust me on this one. And they're like, all right. Okay. All right. So they go through the evidence back at the, the Venice Beach condo and uh, they see Carson's boots. Wait, I saw those boots when we were bushes. Those are bush spotted boots. And... That's, those must be Carson's boots, which means Carson's not dead. Wait, if Carson's not dead, then what's this all about? And Carson goes, you're right. I'm not dead. Wait, Carson's in the apartment. Oh, no. Written by the Cohen brothers here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, Patrick Sanisbury's tough guy voice is really good in this yeah, scene. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He killed Mrs. K's gigolo. And that's who was in the trunk. So he's going to kill them now. And the whole conspiracy is that Mrs. K and this guy have conspired to get uh, John Vernon's character whacked by the mob so she can just have whatever money is left over that they don't take. And she's going to give him 10 grand or a hundred grand instead of the 10 he was going to make. But then what does the gigolo have to do with it? Oh, that guy just needed to die. Right. Because he was extorting Mr. Mr. K. Yes. Blackmailing. But then she's like, well, I got to hire you to kill my gigolo and, or no wait, Mr. K hired you to kill my gigolo. But then it just so happens to be works out for me because I also hired you to get Mr. K dead by the mob. But the only way that that could possibly work out is if money doesn't get delivered someplace. And also a stripper shoots a guy named Mario in the cock. Well, I think they're really just trying to get the dead body in the trunk who is the gigolo fingered on John Vernon's character and all this other stuff just happens. 
fingered on John Vernon's care. The mob yeah, they, cares like, about a dead gigolo who is blackmailing one of their men. Yeah, that doesn't, doesn't make any sense. Doesn't line up. Huh. I don't know. And then let's let's go to the tattoo in the butt. Um if let's just say she does there's one of two scenarios here. The Mrs. K has a black rose tattooed on her butt or she doesn't. And if she doesn't, if she does, well then maybe she was the gunman woman, but she's not because Carson reveals that he drugged the gigolo or tricked the gigolo into thinking he was dead and pulled him off the beach. Like, Hey, good. This guy's dead. Um, let's take him over here. And then I, no, I'm not dead. I'll shoot you right here. So I'm the one that shot the gigolo, not Mrs. K. Why was that gun even in that picture? So it was just total coincidence that Christy just happened to be at the beach with her butt hanging out and also with her squirt gun. Yes. Why'd you bring your squirt gun to the beach? You are going to get shot by the cops. No, she is not. The cops are worried about grabbing <laughs> boobies. We saw that. <laughs> this whole thing is a MacGuffin. The entire movie's a MacGuffin. Everybody's trying to chase something that doesn't exist. Including the audience. Yeah. Okay. All right. So... In the end, uh, Carson shoots both of our heroes, and uh, Christy falls in love with a good-looking, handsome man from Idaho. Huh, okay. Well, weird ending. Weird ending. How the hell do they get out? So he's they like, blah, 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 blah. Oh, yeah, that's mm -hmm. right. Which only works so well, because I know from experience how fucking hard it is to time a camera shutter and a fucking strobe light. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's why this uh, photographer that he's staying with is top notch gets vacations. I mean, you gotta be good to get vacations, right? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, so they, uh, they get away and they run out and uh, then Carson comes outside and the cops are there and they're like, drop it, Buster. But then uh, some busty lady just happens to come outside. And so he grabs a hostage and takes her down the road and uh, then lets her go and steals her skateboard. And now he's on a skateboard getting chased by the cops. And he does an ollie over a dinner cart. And then he hops on a bicycle and the cops are chasing him. <laughs> it's a pretty wild sequence. This was actually, they, they reproduced this in Tony Hawk Pro Skater 2. <laughs> yeah, that's right. There was a Venice Beach. Yep. <laughs> this movie was uh, inspiring to a lot of things, uh, considering nobody ever saw it. Um, is uh, oh, So then Carson, uh, he's riding down this bicycle. He's headed for the pier. And it seems like Carson is aiming for people with the bicycle because he's managing to just taco everybody that's walking down the pole. Yeah, he is. Uh, so they chase him down to the end of the pier and uh, he jumps off. And into the ocean. Oh, hey, look who's down there. It's Skip. <laughs> Skip is down there on his jet ski. Skip, catch that guy. Skip, you got to catch that guy. No, <laughs> there's money in it. Fucking hey. <laughs> so Skip, uh, Skip and his bros, they chase him. They knock him off his, the jet ski that he, that he stole. And they drag him to shore. This... And they're, like, hot-dogging around him, hitting him with the jet ski, then Skip, like, drags him. This is some of the, it's a uh, 
a testament to how lame jet skis actually mm-hmm. are. Mm-hmm. Even though when you're riding them, you're like, this is so fun. But if you saw yourself, you're like, whoa, I'm lame. <laughs> uh, they're just all over these jet skis. It's hilarious. Mm-hmm. And then eventually Skip drags him in. And he's like, I saved your life. And then kicks him. Where's my money? <laughs> Did you just think that if you saved a guy and then kicked him, he's like a slot machine, that money's just going to shoot out of his mouth? That's where Skip's brain's at. He's like, they said you were the guy and there's cash, so where's the cash inside of you? So they make the news. Skip initially declares himself the hero, but uh, some cop comes over and he's like, hey, uh, it's not this guy. It's these two guys. These guys are the heroes. That's the guy, Joe Dirt. Uh, hey, Danny Trejo. Yep. And so he walks, the undercover cop walks over and he's like, yeah, I'll let you guys go. I was on to you from the very beginning, but uh, you guys seem to be doing a pretty good job detectiving, so I'll let you uh, crack the case for me. Thanks a lot. Also, you get to keep the cash. What? No, we don't. <laughs> yeah. No, you don't. No, you don't. My, my office doesn't know anything about the cash. So I just killed you and took it for myself because I work for the LAPD. Also, could you uh, point me to Helga's place? I heard, I heard some things. Yeah. Here uh, there's a lot of flat balls walk out of there, if you know what I mean. <sighs> okay. Uh, and then the movie ends the same way it started with auto safety. <laughs> Because Bruce falls right out of the back of their new convertible that's meant for only two people. <laughs> yeah. Cracks his head open. This is the car you buy? I can't remember what these are called. I don't know, but you couldn't figure out a way to waste more money. I should have looked it like up. Like, if you wanted to burn 500 grand fast, get one of these, put the rest of it in the bank, drive it for a year, the repair bill was mm-hmm, there. Mm-hmm. Let's uh, just go ahead and take a moment here. Internet movie car baby and uh if you've never been to imcdb.org it's a really good uh uh spot if you're ever like what kind of car is that uh it's incredible how they know all the cars from some of the most obscure mm -hmm. movies like the people behind this one are doing the good work let's see here terminal exposure uh no results found for the search (laughs) As I said, (laughs) incredible. Okay, we'll never know. Um, All right. uh, First question. uh, How many years do they serve in prison if this were not an 80s movie? Let's count the crimes here. First, we got obstruction, obviously. Uh, Failure to uh, um, uh, uh, withholding evidence. Um, And then uh, impersonating law enforcement officer. Twice. 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 Two counts of that. Uh, And then uh, I'm going to go ahead and say that uh, uh, manslaughter, man's laughter for the killing of Mario, at least man's laughter. Um, Breaking and entering. Did they do breaking and entering? They did breaking and entering. They did Grand Theft Auto. Grand Theft GTA, yeah. Uh, At the point that they're into it, they are actually aiding a criminal conspiracy as Mm -hmm. well. That's true. Uh, Yeah, these guys are done. There's no way. 27 years each? Maybe. Uh, and then do they make it? Do they make it in prison? No. 
These honey boys get traded around for cigarettes. Yeah, yeah. It definitely Bruce. Bruce is done. Bruce is. Uh, wasn't there a guy in Shawshank that like broke? Like, uh, you know, Andy Dufresne took his beatings and his butt rapings, but sometimes he dished it back. You know, win one, lose one. Wasn't there yeah. a guy that broke load, like mentally broken Shawshank, and they they had to stick him in the bin or something? Something like yeah, that. Yeah, Bruce is done. Uh, Lenny, I think might uh, I think Lenny might uh, actually be useful to somebody. Uh, yes, as a uh, sex doll, but also as uh, maybe uh, I don't know. You can get stuff from the outside, Lenny. He is in college, so he has basic arithmetic skills, mm-hmm. which are uh, you know pretty decent in prison. I hear. <laughs> One smoke, two smoke, three smoke. Hey, and then you bite into the center. What do you got, Sam? What questions? So they're all killed, right? Everybody? Because there's still the ice cream men. Right. Let's start there. What happens to the guys with the ice The mob guys that get ice cream. Well, we're told that they're Mr. K's goons, even though they seemed like they were not terrible goons compared to I mean Mr. Case doesn't really have the greatest goons nor the worst goons. The ones that he gets mad about are like he's mad at them for the wrong reasons. That guy that tried to save your life in your house, yeah, it was an unfortunate situation for him, but that was the right call, man. And then these yeah. these goons, uh I don't really fault him for not shooting these guys in broad daylight on Venice Beach uh in front of uh, like 30 witnesses. Uh, I can't really fault them for for losing them. Uh, yeah, it sucks. It's a real bummer, but we, they're idiots. We'll pick them back up. And also, um, they did a really good job with. Uh, uh, well, no, it's not a good job. They should have maybe asked uh, Joe Estevez, "Hey, where's that money?" Before shooting him a bunch of times. But I guess maybe they got mad about the squirt gun thing. I don't like squirt guns. Don't shoot me in the face with a squirt they gun. Figured he didn't know shit because he just crawled out of a dumpster. <laughs> And they were right. He didn't know shit. Got his shoes stolen. Man, you look like hell. Blam, blam. I'm thinking that the three henchmen that get ice creamed realize the money that is in ice cream and actually just venture (laughs) off and start that ice cream business. Well, I guess if I am the owner of Eat It, Lick It ice cream, I might as well be the owner of Eat It, Lick It ice cream. Boys, let's go make some ice cream. (laughs) Yeah. Give the thousand to that that fat lady that licked my face. You've she won. Got PR. You haven't even filed for your LLC, no. and you have got dedicated audience already. Ben and Jerry have got these guys on the list. They're worried. <laughs> right, and you just whack Ben and Jerry. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so they're good. Um, we know Mr. K goes to jail. We know that uh, uh, Carson goes to jail. Um. We got anybody else involved? Joe's dead. Um, Carson's wife. Carson's. No, not Carson's wife. Mrs. K. Mrs. K. I don't know who she is. Then the lady the, the, that's behind the, she, this all behind the whole thing. What she do? She actually gets the money, she I gets, guess, that she, she thought takes she was going to get criminal empire, which is what she wanted. All right. Huh? So she's not going to kill him, I guess, unless she's really just one of those. No, there's another 500 grand out there. You guys go find it from those kids. Yeah. No, because she knows it. She exists. knows the there's a number of exists. people. 
know the 500k exists these these two are dead men they are walking. dead men their best hope is to go to jail for their crimes to let the police have the money was the right thing to do that's not good enough they got to go into protection or yeah. to jail <laughs> which is where they actually belong these are serious crimes you guys have committed this isn't a silly 80s movie you you're going up the river to brick alley or whatever they call the big house whatever up the river yeah. is wherever that river goes up to <laughs> uh okay yeah they're dead they don't make it uh i have another question Please. the word asshole this has to be the highest asshole count of any movie everybody's like when he first meets Hope Marie Carlton, he's like, what's your name? My friend calls me asshole. Mm -hmm. And then it just goes from there. There's people walking down the street, calling each other assholes. Everybody gets called an asshole in this movie at one point. I've never seen, this has to be the highest count of assholes ever. It's, it's literally surrounded by assholes. Yeah. <laughs> it's chock full of them. <laughs> There's assholes everywhere. <laughs> How many assholes we got around here? Yo, <laughs> all of us. Uh, I think Hope Marie Carlton is the only person in the movie and John Vernon are the only people that don't get called an asshole. Right. But the, there's lots of talk about her butt. So there's just this is a butt movie. There's I mean, this movie is really likes butts. Boobs. Sure. But butts and buttholes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, is it the idiot plot? We got more confused mm -hmm. than usual. Mm -hmm. If the okay, okay, so let's go to the the few choices that could have been made. Uh, first, whatever the murder plot is to kill the gigolo in public, I don't know why you just don't kill the gigolo someplace else, but whatever. Um, so that was dumb. Uh, that oh, I'll I'll make that a mistake. If you're a hitman, you could probably kill the gigolo in a more less dumb way. Uh, where nobody would see it and get pictures of it. Um, and then the boys, they're idiots for not going to the cops immediately, uh, thus mm. negating the plot. Uh, say Joe Estevez, what could he have done differently to not end up where he ended up? I don't know that Joe Estevez could have done anything differently. There's a there's an element of everyone being a bit of a victim of circumstance, and the circumstances at times don't line up the way they should. I don't know that this is really the idiot plot. You could say that Joe Estevez made a mistake by not killing them, but he didn't have license to kill them until after he made that phone call, then he goes to kill them. So that wasn't a bad choice on his part. Joe Estevez might be the only non-idiot. And then uh, uh, Mr. K... It doesn't seem like no. I don't think it is. Even though our main no. heroes, the the progenitors of the plot itself, are idiots. They, this no. caper still takes place without them. The two tragic, yeah, Estevez and John Vernon. They're they're not idiots. They're just victims of everyone else being mm -hmm, idiots. Mm -hmm. And then Skip is an idiot, but he actually doesn't do anything stupid. Right. Right. So, nope, not in it. Other than race jet skis. It's really close to the idiot plot. But uh, see, it's it, on the surface, it appears idiot plot, but it's not. Um, I'm ready for final recommendations. I laughed out loud three times harder than I have laughed out loud at a movie on this podcast in quite a while. Yes. I loved it. 
So I think it's a do. Okay. Uh, I also really liked it. I was very surprised that I did. Uh, I was expecting Weekend at Bernie's, and I did not get that. I actually got a very cheesy, very silly, with some really good jokes here and there. I was like, huh, that's not bad. Is it? Is it real men? No, it's not real men. Um, is it joysticks? Maybe. Um, but, uh, yeah, it was a pleasant surprise. Uh, I've never heard of this. Uh, I've never heard of anybody in it, um, for the most part. Uh, and I can't believe it ever, ever got made because who asked for it, but is it a sex comedy? No, not really. Is it, uh, who done it? Not really. Um, what is it? I don't know. The closest thing I can compare it to is Weekend of Bernie's. And it's way better. And it's way the better. Weekend of Bernie's. Way better. Um, so yeah, it's it's a kooky, weird little niche movie that uh, I super liked. And I think if you are one of our listeners that loves our dues that are uh, in the eighties, this is a good one for you. You're gonna have a good time. Yeah, this is kind of one of those movies where you can just go. This is where our podcast lives on mm-hmm. dues. Is right in this. This is in the, the wheelhouse of Stinker Yeah, Madness. it's going to have high stars. Uh, high stars for our individual categories on the blog. Uh, but, it, it, you know, it's it's. It, I'm not going to say it's Hall of Fame or anything. I'm going to give it a 7 out of 10 total. Uh, but, yeah, it was it was a do for sure. Um, to end the podcast, uh, I want to talk about a little thing that happened. Did you know, Sam, speaking of him, that Sir Ben Kingsley is a fan of Stinker Madness? I did not. Yeah, yeah. Uh, as as diehard listeners know, uh, we coined the term uh, "take that Ben Kingsley" for his wonderful death scene in uh, the balloon movie. God damn it! Slipstream. Slip thank you, thank you. Uh, One of the greatest films ever made. And if you uh, really want him to remaster it, if you uh, went to uh, the movies theaters recently and saw a, a movie called Shang Chi, uh, which stars Ben Sir Ben Kingsley. Uh, he tells us to eat shit <laughs> because he puts on Sir Ben Kingsley's death scene. He and then his character Trevor from Iron Man Three (spoiler alert) uh, is an actor, so he's acting dead. It's Sir Ben Kingsley acting dead poorly. Tell us, tell me, he's not a fan of this show. <laughs> I don't know. I can't. Trevor, I don't think is influenced by us at all. Trevor is amazing. <laughs> I was, I loved that, but I haven't seen Shang Chi yet. So. Yeah, uh, I was shocked when it happened. I was like, "Oh my god, Ben Kingsley is playing an actor who is playing dead poorly." That is amazing. There's just it's too many coincidences. So, uh, shout out to you, Sir Ben Kingsley, fan of the show. <laughs> That's a sentence I've wanted to say my whole life. Um, yeah. <laughs> next week on the program, uh, I should be back. Sam, uh, will we have Tyler back? I believe so. Uh, which would make it actually my pick, which I am totally unprepared for. Um, but uh, I've got I've got plenty on the list. Uh, we could always do another Andy Sedaris. We've always got uh, another American Ninja that I wanted to get through years ago. Um, and we've also got uh, Beastmaster 3 sitting out there. But I think we should probably wait for Jackie on that one. Have you have any sword and sandal or fantasy or anything that sort of like could be watched by a child? Oh, uh, man, probably not. Sword and sandal okay. watched by a child. If we're going to talk about it, 
um it, it, it's gonna have boobs in it because it's you know sure that's the yeah i you know last week the uh the burt reynolds cop show with the kid was not uh oof yeah. Oh, so we, we need to be culturally sensitive to Tyler and his daughter? Well, no, we don't. We just, because the last week, the whole plan was like, okay, let's see what the kid says about this kid movie. And the kid said, I'm not watching this shit. <laughs> um, yeah, no. I've uh, The Blade Master? Oh, yeah, The Blade Master's PG. We can do The Blade Master. Um, let's see if that's streaming anywhere. Uh, no, of course not. Um, so, no, I don't. Uh, and then I guess don't don't uh, restrict your pick. Okay, well, we'll see what happens uh, next week, guys. I've got a lot to choose from. So I uh, hope you have a great week and get to the chopping.